All right, boys, we are back. We are back in this bitch. After almost a three-week hiatus, <laughs> we have returned to the studio, and we are going to be doing an another another episode of Force Vision. And boy, oh boy, have I been awaiting! Have I been awaiting that? It is a uh, there's so much Star Wars news out there, so uh, we're gonna uh, we have a lot to talk about. But Tanner, um. Isn't it good to be back? It's good to be back. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. It was so for it's been the, a long time. It, it has been a long time. It's been almost three weeks. Um, for those who don't know, uh, Jordan was on his deathbed like two weeks ago, and uh, thank God he's okay because uh, we were we were uh, very much missing his presence. And as you could probably tell from the last two episodes of anything I recorded. I made it out, boys. You made it out alive. <laughs> Jay, how are you feeling now? Are you feeling good? Yeah, I did. Been <laughs> doing so many things. You're feeling great. All the stuff. So, uh, as I said before, Jordan is the heart of the podcast. Without Jordan, this podcast is uh, is a damp, it's a, it's a moist towelette blowing in the wind. And that's really the way I would describe it. You'll get the barbecue off your fingers, but not much else. Not much else. None, none of the cue itself. Jordan is the cue. Jordan is the cue. And uh, boy, are we glad to have him back. And I am so happy to be back in studio. Tanner, what'd you do these past three weeks? Oh, man. Not a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same here. <laughs> um, Playing a lot of uh, Total War Warhammer. Oh, the first one. I've been playing a lot more Apex Legends. Yeah. Just I, I'm I'm kind of addicted to that game. I can't find myself to stop playing. Oh, I rewatched Game of Thrones. I'm rewatching it. I'm on season 5 already and I started last week. Why? Uh I don't know. Just after the season's over, I was like, I want to watch more Game of Thrones again. So I, I still again. haven't watched the finale. Really? Nope. I've I hated season eight so much. I just watched. I read the the Reddit reactions for the finale because I was doing something more. Did you read the Reddit reactions in Free Folk, or did you watch read it in Game of Thrones? The uh, A Song of Ice and Fire subreddit. Oh, okay. That's probably the most balanced as it gets. I would say actually, because game the Game of Thrones one is probably uh, a little um, too too much. Uh, Fanboyism, I guess, oh, and definitely. free folk is probably a little too much hatred. Yeah. So where were we with? Oh yeah. So you read in the song "Ice and Fire" uh, reactions. Well, you know, um, yeah, you know, it's it's uh, it's whatever. I I uh, I for the most part enjoyed the season. I understand the people who I I see the gripes that people have, but I was able to see the, oh, enough of the good of it. Too, I wish um, I could be you. <laughs> I just. Season eight sucked, dude. I every fucking episode just made it worse. Tanner, I identify with what you're going through a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Now you know what if it feels like. If you compare this to Star Wars, I'm going to it's flip true. this table it's true. over. I wanted to really like the Last Jedi, and I just can't. I wish I could. I just can't. And you wanted to really like this season, and you just really wish you could, but you can't. It's in that. It, that's the only comparison there is. You want to love something, but you just can't. Um, so I understand. But this isn't late to the game. Apples this is oranges, but okay, this, whatever. It's not apples to oranges. You wanted to love something you didn't. I wanted a conclusion to a 
eight season long story to you know make sense and not completely regardless of combust every single character uh, arc regardless of story and we could go on and debate about that again this isn't the late the games podcast i'm just saying regardless of story you wanted to love something and i was able to enjoy it and you couldn't enjoy it and you really enjoyed eight and i just couldn't figure out a way to enjoy it so I understand how you're feeling is basically what I'm saying in terms of how like your just guttural instinct, how you felt towards something. I understand it. I happen to enjoy it, but like I said, we should save that for another episode of Lated Game whenever we do one of those again, which by the way, thank you guys for supporting that. That has more uh, listens than I was expecting. Um, so appreciate that. Uh, without further ado, it's time for the Force Vision Podcast. Let me do my credit roll thing that I do at the beginning of this. I haven't done this in so long that I forgot I'm supposed to do my title roll. On today's Force Vision, we're going to be talking everything Star Wars that has come out in the past three weeks, and and then then some, because we didn't get to cover everything we saw in Star Wars Celebration, and plus, a lot more stuff has come out. So we're going to talk The Mandalorian, we're going to talk Jedi Fallen Order, we're going to talk Galaxy's Edge, we're going to talk... Uh, those new Star Wars Episode Nine photos. I mean, the list goes on and on. We're going to try and knock out as many topics as possible in a great episode of Force Vision. This is going to be loaded, jam-packed, a great episode that you're going to love listening to. Without further ado, it's time for the Force Vision Podcast. So, Tanner, I have um, come up with uh, some things that were, uh, there was like, I don't know, I don't know what, if it's a piece of pizza, but there. What the fuck are you doing? There's like a stringy piece of pizza or a a boogie or something on the table and I just flicked it off because it was, it was bothering me to look at. So I just flicked it off. Okay. I don't. Yeah, now it's on our floor. Well, I don't know what it was. Nice carpeted floor. I don't know what it was. It's just I've been looking at it on the table since I've gotten here, and I said that's gotta go. That's gotta get out of here, and so it's gone. It's on the carpet now. Um, Okay. So I've come up with uh, some new (laughs) segment headers. I'm pretty proud of these. Uh, Let's dive right into this Force Vision podcast with the Outer Rim Report. All right. All right. Like that, the, the Outer Rim Report is for news. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Don't you think it should be for like wild rumors and speculation? Oh. Since it's out there? That's that's a good that's a good point. You know, I have something else for that that might actually not work out. It's a little out. dirty, too. <laughs> the, the Outer Rim job? That's uh, that's not a bad idea. We could stick with that. I'm oh, okay man. with it. Now we're going to get okay demonetized. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> there goes our ten cents made per month. <laughs> I have another thing for the. Wait, you're getting paid? Yeah, yeah, I'm taking that entire ten cents myself and donating it to my local Starbucks tip counter bucket. They very much appreciate me there uh, with the dimes. Um, so let's talk some news. Let's talk some news. Um. First and foremost, I want to get this out of the way because we haven't talked about it on any of our podcasts. The Mandalorian. That's right. The Mandalorian. We have? Oh, I thought I heard someone opening the door. Yeah, That's so why I went I. quiet. <laughs> I thought Tim was showing up. Oh, by the way, Tim Tim, uh, oh, Tim just texted if he could be here in 25 minutes. We could, that, that's fine. He can be here in 25. Yeah. I don't care. 
Tim isn't with us for the moment. Uh, he is at a uh, dinner with some work buddies that he had to go to, so uh, he should be showing up at some point. But I don't think we've ne- we've I don't think we've actually covered the Mandalorian uh, in the last podcast. I think we I think we talked about something else. Oh, you know what? That's your washing machine. Yeah. But the Mandalorian, we got to see a sneak peek of it uh, at Star Wars Celebration. We got to see some exclusive footage. Tanner, did you see any of that exclusive footage that leaked? Uh, oh yeah, mm-hmm. you got to see it. Yeah, um, I have some. Uh, so first and foremost, I love the passion of John Favreau and uh, Dave Filoni that are behind this. I mean, you couldn't ask for two better guys to be heading this up. You got John Favreau, who is a master producer, um, a great director, and uh, just an all-out Star Wars fan himself. Uh, so he, you couldn't have a better creative force there. And then you also have Dave Filoni, who is just uh, as deep rooted in Star Wars knowledge in history and direction as anyone in the world. Dave Filoni, if you guys don't know, is the showrunner and director for pretty much every episode of, well, not, I don't know if it's every episode, but he is the showrunner and producer for Clone Wars and Rebels, including directing some episodes as well, which for shows, being the showrunner is essentially being the director of a movie. It's the biggest job there is. You are deciding where the story is going and where it's going to end up. So, Dave Filoni uh, and John Favreau came together and uh, are making this show. And there was a lot of great things that that Dave and John talked about at Star Wars Celebration. And one of the funny things, John was writing a script for The Mandalorian for the first time on Christmas. Like literally Christmas Eve sends Dave Filoni a like huge script for The Mandalorian and was and Dave because he was, you know, Christmas time doesn't even bother to read the Mandalorian script. He, he and he likes John and everything. He's like, I'll just get to this when I get to this. And like the next day, John sends him another couple scripts of it. <laughs> and Dave's like, Okay, fine, I'll I'll read it. I'll read the the freaking scripts. He reads them, says, Oh my gosh, these are really really good. And meet up, and the rest is history. They go meet up with Kathleen Kennedy, present their idea, uh, and. Bada bing, bada boom. You got the Mandalorian coming. We got to see some exclusive footage. Tanner, since you've seen that leaked footage, what do you think of what you saw? What are you looking forward to in the Mandalorian? What are you hoping you get out of the show? Um, uh, I like it kind of has... I don't know if I want to say a Western vibe to it. I don't yeah, know if I that's just that. something that's been said, uh, but kind of just... A little more of a grittier Star Wars. You know, everyone always says they want a grittier Star Wars, like with uh, Rogue One. Um, and Elements of Solo, kind of. Yeah. Um, Just the talent involved has me excited, really. And it seems like they're. it's going to have a decent um, production. Like, I liked uh, how... For like the spaceships, they're using miniatures. That was really for those, cool. Kind of like the original trilogy, and it's not like I, I think it's it's kind of cool to give it kind of that old school look, but also just the fact that they're taking the time 
to make something that way shows yeah. that they care, which is, or they're passionate about it. Did they you, have a vision. Did you watch the conference, by the way? Did you watch that from beginning to end? Uh, that... I, I didn't see the conference. I just saw a collection of all the kind of features and trailers they showed for it. Did you see what they said about those miniatures things? Uh, pro- What specifically? Like just how that came to be, like how that they decided to bring that into the show. Uh, no. Essentially, what it was, because for the listeners who don't know, it was really cool. John Favreau and Dave Filoni, like, offhandedly mentioned about doing uh, practical effects with miniatures and whatnot. And uh, without them even doing anything, all these people from Lucasfilm's past and present, but mostly from the past, started coming forward with, like, miniatures and props and stuff like that that they had been building and, and testing. And they, and John and Dave were just like basically like not even expecting anything and the next thing they know they have a horde of people who are trying to uh, come help them make these the, the miniatures in the show come to life Yeah, and they were like just doing all this like without almost any direction or any instruction from John and Dave but they did it and John and Dave loved it and they are just like this looks amazing we need to get you in here so it's great to see those elements of the past from Star Wars brought in because I think what John really nailed home in the uh, conference when he, the Mandalorian panel is this needs to feel like follow the tone of the original trilogy where it's, it's dark, but it's fun, but it's not necessarily maybe Disney fied and whatnot. It's got to follow that tone of those original trilogy. And that's cause that's where John fell in love with the movies and, and, and fell in love with star Wars. Um, so I love that he is really, really imploring bringing those old elements in with the new to create this incredible living, breathing world that we want to see in a Star Wars TV show. Because you don't, I think that was the, and that was the thing I was most concerned for when they announced the TV show live action. Are they going to do something that would diminish the Star Wars brand? by putting something out there that doesn't look Star Wars. Like, it doesn't look like it's going to be in the universe because the quality is not there, mm. and it just kind of feels off. Like, can I even see this taking place? Like Rebels? Same... Well, Rebels is a cartoon. Live action yeah. is what I meant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, I mean... It, it, just li- being cheeky. No, no, yeah. But, like, live action... Rebels is hideous. The Oh, you like the, the animation? Yeah. It's the show The show's good, but the I can understand the animation. The show actually is... It's pretty good. It has pretty cool elements in it. Yeah. You should you should check it out if you haven't. There's I, I'm not joking. The season two finale of Rebels is some of the best Star Wars content I have ever seen. It was it blew me away. It blew me away. But that's what I was concerned about with the live action. Are they going to be able to bring a production value and quality to this that uh, makes it feel like it's Star Wars? And I, I I do feel like they've done that now. To be fair, in some of the clips I saw, for instance, Bill Burr uh, shooting lasers, and he has this like laser gun on his shoulder pad. Yeah, Bill Burr the comedian is in the Mandalorian. Wait, what? Yeah, Bill Burr the comedian is in the Mandalorian as a character who I missed that. Yeah, and he's a character who does not wear a mask or anything. It's just huh to me. And it, <laughs> when I was watching this, I was like, hmm. That's just Bill Burr to me. <laughs> that is not a character in Star Wars. That is just Bill Burr. He's one of those guys who doesn't really 
for me, he can't really blend into a character in a universe like this. Well, apparently he did for me because I did not. You didn't notice? No. Oh, well, there's a shot of him shooting lasers uh, down this dark hallway, and that clip there, plus a couple others, did feel and look a little fan, fan filmish to me. And I, I was a little nervous about that, but so early in the process, they have so much more editing to do to these things to, to really... Uh, make it feel more um, quality than that. Uh, so I'm not too worried about it. But that is something to keep on your radar is hopefully they don't have those moments where you're like, this kind of feels like a fan film, under-budgeted TV show, under-budgeted movie type of thing. Um, but yeah, also Pedro Pascal. Mm-hmm. He's a, I, and I actually just rewatched him in Game of Thrones. What a great actor, right? Great actor. Great actor. Uh, uh, Prince Oberon, yes. Prince Oberon, the crushed. I skip that scene every time in Game of Thrones. I cannot watch that scene. I watched it once, and once is enough for my entire life. That is horrific. It was gross. Can't watch it. I, that, that's the scene where I was like, okay, that's a little much. That's going a little much for me. It, it's like uh, the violence in Game of Thrones is. I honestly, none of it really bothers me, but that bothered me, and I was just like, I feel like it's going overboard. Like we are super violent. Here you go, and yeah. But Pedro was super enthusiastic, which was cool. He was like, Pedro was like uh, going in because John asked him to come swing by the office about a potential Star Wars thing. And uh, and Pedro's like, oh, what's it called? And he's like, it's called The Mandalorian. And so Pedro swings in and is talking to him, and he goes, so what? What part do you want me to play? And John goes, dude, you're you're The Mandalorian. And Pedro just said he freaked out, like he he just like collapsed right there because he was so excited. Pedro grew up with Star Wars, playing with Star Wars toys. He, I believe, he said he went as Luke Skywalker and Han Solo for Halloween a couple times. He he is as deep as a fan as you can get, and he gets to play that character now. And he was and he was so passionate on stage. You just you just fell in love with him. So very excited about that. Do you think the Mandalorian is Jango Fett? How would that be? Like, do you think it's Jango Fett? No. Not Jango Fett. Fuck. Boba Fett. <laughs> Do you think he's Boba like, Fett? How does that work? It's like Jango got beheaded. Technically the same person. Not no. really. No. I don't think it's Boba Fett at don't all. don't think it's Boba Fett. I no. don't think so either. I think but. it's an original character, but I do think uh, because John is such a nerd in the in the t- trailer for it, in the clip, it wasn't actually the trailer. It was that they showed us a clip too. In the clip, they the Mandalorian is hired to hunt down a person. Someone in particular, and they do not mention who like that person a bounty. is. Yes, like a bounty, <laughs> and they don't. They don't mention the character's name. They don't mention anything about this person. It just has a tag. It's like a, literally a number code. It was like R four nine zero eight zero is the tag. You need to check and find this person, and they don't mention it. So, mm-hmm. in my head, I'm thinking. Okay, could this who who are they going to have this guy be hunting down? Boba Fett. I think it could be Boba Fett. I think it could be uh, Han Solo. Um, and th- and I think I'm I think. Good. If, if you're thinking Han, do you think you'll bring back Al- Alden Enrich? Yeah, that could be it. 
Honestly, mm, I think I, cool. there's been rumors that they're not going to go forward with solo sequels, but they're going to do TV shows hmm. and and have a solo TV show like The Avengers of Han Solo. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, there's also a chance that it could be uh, Luke Skywalker and as who he's wanting to hunt down as well because it's this is post Empire, right? This is or post the Return of the Jedi, and who's more of a threat to the Empire than Luke Skywalker? So I think there could be a chance. Knowing how big of a nerd John Favreau is, that he wants to incorporate uh, Luke into this, and I don't know, maybe they de-age Mark Hamill, maybe they cast like uh, Sebastian Stan, who's already going to be in a Disney Plus streaming service show. You never know. I think that could be potential, but I think Han Solo, Boba Fett, and Luke Skywalker are the three, and potentially, potentially, because Dave Filoni is on this, Ahsoka. There's, those are the four I think it could be that uh, who the Mandalorian is supposed to be hunting down. I think it's going to be a big character, though. They they didn't mention it in the clip, and if they go the whole season saying, we need to find this person, and then the person they find is like someone really underwhelming. Oh, you know, I feel like kinda... I read some details suggesting that it was like a kid. So there was rumors originally that it was a kid. Okay. But I don't I don't think that was ever confirmed. It was just a rumor that it was a kid, but I, I don't believe that was ever completely confirmed. Um Okay, let's see here. All right, so yeah, that's going to do it on The Mandalorian. I just wanted to talk about that. Uh, I know we not as brief as I may have wanted, but I did want to cover it because we haven't talked about it. Now, um, something else I want to talk about is the Jedi Fallen Order video game we got to see in uh, at Star Wars Celebration. We got to see a trailer for that, and that's out there, out there on the YouTubes. Um, looks like a very fun game, and it looks like the type of game I've been wanting from EA all along. It's from Respawn Entertainment, the guys who made Titanfall and Titanfall 2, and who made uh, the current you know, hit game Apex Legends. So they're making a Star Wars game, and they have really good people uh, at the helm of it. They have um, the guy who directed God of War, um, as well as a, a guy who directed, like uh, I believe, some of the Uncharted games. They're all in on this, so it's going to be one thing you can count on with Jedi Fallen Order. You're going to have an amazing single-player experience, and if they, if you don't have that, that's going to be quite a bummer, but you're going to have an amazing story and single-player experience, and I just want to get deep into the world of Star Wars and be a Jedi and have fun with the game first and foremost, and I'm excited about this. You know, They're getting out there. They're exploring different types of games, uh, and I, though Battlefront apparently has really been a huge makeover like battlefront 2 apparently has done a great job like mel- mending things over with the fan base but i don't I mean, know after one you can't really go wrong dude right we <laughs> talked about this before but is this is this the one game the was, single the game player was, yeah it did have a single player campaign a really short so one the yeah. one the new one that they're discussing you're discussing yeah right yeah now. yeah mm-hmm. oh, okay. okay and and i knew there was like an open world one that was in development that was the one that got canceled though so there's been like gosh there's been like three canceled projects hey, from them now hot. yeah strike while the iron's hot this, man. this one this is the one that uh they announced that last year's e3 in the most awkward way possible which also makes me shocked that they're that they actually are going to have this out in November. <laughs> I'll never forget this. This is the most awkward E3 announcement ever. And we have someone in the audience from Respawn Entertainment, and he was literally sitting down, and they bring the mic over to him, and he goes, what do you have to say? And he goes, uh, we're working on a new Star Wars game. <laughs> and they're like, and every, people are like, woo, not very excited. And he goes, and, uh, and uh, we're really excited to show you more. It's going to be about a Jedi 
yeah, it was just so weird. It was so bizarre and not like a big event out of it. But I'm ex- very excited for E3. Is that next week? Or is that two weeks from now? I think it's two weeks I from now. I it's two weeks. Yeah, I'm very excited to see that at E3, some new gameplay. We didn't get to see any gameplay. And, no, it was all just... It was all just cinematic. Cinematic. God. Cinematics. Cinematics. But Man. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Um, Tanner, do you play video games? A couple in my time. Jordan, how about you? Do you play video games? <laughs> do I play video games? I don't play video games. No. No, I don't play... Like, I want to say the last, like solo player game I played and finished. Fuck. <laughs> I can't even I can't even think. Dude, that usually I, is it's a, been a two while. player. Like, you it's know typically what's, multiplayer. You know what's making me sad? I hear great things about Assassin's Creed Odyssey and I go and pop that bad boy in and I start trying to play it and I'm like okay, so uh this game either is just really hard or I just suck hardcore now at single player games because I'm getting my ass handed to me and this isn't even fun. I'm no. about to like, I, well, I don't want to take like my pride cannot take it, but I'm about to go to the settings well, and go from normal to easy. I'm a fucking noob. Dude, you know, no, I'm a I, fucking noob. You That's, know what? I, I did that with my uh, secret, Last of Us. I always yeah. play on easy. I, I put it on easy because I was like, I'm here to enjoy the story. <laughs> Just, I always play on easy. That's what I like, do. I play video games to relax. Yeah. I don't, I work I, in everything else in life is there to fuck me up Dude. i just need video game to like <laughs> and that's, that's to chill a, out with that's how, that's how i am too but austin and chuck and all them they're like it's competitive shit you know i need that to, I need to, and I'm like, you know what i need to dumb. do i need to play it that's on why easy. i play like the, it's not the, dumb. the worst just, role i need to play yeah, it on one e- that i can just sit back and do nothing well you know but the chuck chuck is I mean, he almost. Looks, I mean, he plays multiplayer games, but the dude loves a single player game. So he he takes that challenge because he can just pick it up real quick and go with it. Whereas me, who I I mean, I love single player games. I just have been really lazy with my video game playing as of late, like the past year or two. I've just been very lazy about getting around and playing it. Um, <laughs> dude, I suck. Like I, I I suck. I'm getting my ass handed to me by these uh these freaking NPCs. And I'm like, I'm like, I used to be good at well, Assassin's so, Creed games. Like, I used to just be able to, yeah, with like, with, <laughs> that was so good. With Origins, um, the one in Egypt, is when they kind of started adopting more like RPG elements. I think yeah. they were heavily inspired by like The Witcher Three. Yeah, um, which The Witcher Three is one of the best games ever. I know. I need to play that. Um, that but was a... tying that back to Star Wars, I, installed that you know, game I tell you, times. <laughs> that was another game. I got my ass handed to me several, like just oh. the combat in that game is so, I mean, you get a point where like you, you can just, cause it's an RPG, you're stronger yeah. than everything. You can just wreck face. Yeah. But like starting out, everything is so intense. Cause like just getting hit once will like, fuck well, up your life the, so just like that the whole like dodging and parrying and well, when to attack oh and you get in this flow where everything's super intense but like you still feel like yeah, a badass dude, at the same dude, time i wanted to play the witcher 3 is that I, I wanted to so bad i wanted to play that game and but i'm starting to wonder i'm like is this just where open world games are going but I, go ahead just while playing that i was like just the sword play and i'm like this would be so cool like combat like this in a Star Wars oh, game, well, I think as you're like get Jedi something. with lightsabers. Oh, you're gonna get something like just that. Just that super intense rock paper scissors, like yeah. dodging, parrying, like yeah. when did, boop, boop, boop. actually challenging Ooh. combat. That inti- yeah, well, that would be but, so cool. But dude, The Witcher is another game. I started it and I ended up stopping. And then, like this the, with Red Dead Two, this is what happened. Red Dead Redemption Two. I I just 
I, I don't know. Like, is this just where open world games are going? I just want to ha- have an open world with a lot of enticing things to do. But like with The Witcher, I was so excited to play it, and then I'm like, all right, I need to get some new armor. And I go to the I go to the fucking blacksmith, and he's like, he's like, you need three silk and the iron of Dragonstone. And I'm like, that's okay. How games have been forever. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> so that's how games have been. Forever. Well, no, but it's like well, I go and get it. I go and get it, and I bring it back, and he's like you must have the power of mystic eye and I hands me another quest and I have to go do that. And then I come back to the guy and he's like, and I have all the stuff and he's like, I am not high enough level blacksmith to do this. Go across the game to that boy. And I go over there and he's like, I won't blacksmith for you until you do this. And it's like, I understand that. I do love that stuff. But like the Witcher was one of those games where I was like, I can't remember the instructions at the beginning of this game of how I'm supposed to play this. Like, I don't even... They give you instructions on how you're supposed to make things and blacksmith things and have people make things for you. And I, like, completely forgot it. So... I honestly didn't even... I don't think I even bothered with crafting. Like, you just found shit. Yeah. Yeah, and and maybe that's what I need to do. I'm going to play it again, but that was a... It was just... And that that bothered me with Breath of the Wild, man. I wanted to play a Zelda game and like I pick up a freaking sword and it breaks in two enemies. Breath of the Wild was fucking sick. Dude, I need to play it again. I really do. I need to play it again, but it's one of those games where I'm like, I just want to play. Why do my weapons keep getting broken? You know, it's a challenge, man. So, around the time um, we saw the first gameplay footage of Fallen Order, it was a little after that um, or a little prior to that, I was playing through Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and there were some moments in the gameplay footage games. where it looked like they're maybe like adopting some of that um, Uncharted modern Tomb Raider style platforming um, mechanics into this Star Wars game. Like he kind of wall runs at one point, and that might have been like the only thing that really made me think that. Well, but... they 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 did. <laughs> That's a re- that's a respawn entertainment. Yeah, like, that's a, their go to. In Titanfall, you yeah. wall run. Oh yeah, that's like their go to mechanic. But that's their go to mechanic is wall running. <laughs> so it's like when when I saw that, I was like, ah, classic respawn. That's great. That, but that's the thing. I love video games with a burning passion. I I am on IGN and Kotaku every day, refreshing it every day. I'm always up to do, up to date on news and stuff. I just need to be better about playing freaking video games. And just, you know, that's the thing is that like- Yeah, you so, piece of shit. Start I know, playing man. more video well, games. So, sometimes I think I'm like, God, I, I want to play this, but I'm going to have to invest a lot of time. And I get like, I get overwhelmed because I have such a large back catalog of games I have to play. Just play the damn games. That's what I say to people too who who, who don't want to get into video games because you think of this time commitment and you get overwhelmed by your catalog of games. Who, who are you talking? Who are you Dude, trying to convince? Uh, like, there's people. Five-year-olds there's who people. have never- No, 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 no. Like grown. <laughs> adults who like are like oh, i want to play this but i have like time i don't know if i want to dedicate the time to do it and then i already bought all these games i want to play and i'm overwhelmed just play the damn video games i'm telling that to myself i'm telling that to you but jedi fallen order looks interesting looks like it's gonna be story-based i and don't excited. like the dude cameron monahan yes and i haven't seen him in anything other than the second season of gotham he's in shameless he's but i hated him so much in that show. And Shameless? Gotham. And Gotham? His stupid Joker Jr. character was so annoying. I thought... And I thought, Reddit loved him. I actually thought they he... loved him. Well, I have to give him credit, man. Like, he just came off like an annoying like high school theater kid. <laughs> it's fun. 
fucking Gotham. Like, what were you expecting? Out, the f- Everyone on that show came off like a high school I theater know, the kid. Season, the, were, the whole show's goofy. Did I you, get it. Did but you like, listen to any of the dialogue? It's I just, the worst. It's the worst. It's the, the whole show is meant to be an idiot. The show itself is an idiot, and you'd love to watch it. I don't know it if it was so meant stupid. to be an idiot. I, oh, man. But, but boy, did it turn into I, one. I love I love the guy who plays Commissioner Gordon. He, he always talks like this, and he like shows his teeth a little bit all, all the time when he's in character. Well, I mean, I feel like a lot of like, like uh, Enigma. Jada Pinkett Smith has... Um, Fish Mooney. Fish Mooney. She, you know, she would kind of like chew the scene scenery and like there's there's people being campy and over the top but like you can tell the actors know that's what they're doing but joker boy just seemed like like he was doing a serious attempt at trying to play an unhinged person and it just it came off bad to me you know but i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna he you could say it's bad but i'm not gonna fault the guy for like giving an honest effort like you're you're trying, <laughs> like, and I don't like like he's he gave it his best. He really committed to it. Like seriously, the guy committed to it. But I can't decide if I if it was his performance I didn't like, or just that whole part in the show where they're like, okay, how do we have the Joker without having the Joker? Yeah, and then they finally give you the Joker in the last episode of Gotham. Oh, do they? They do, but they don't call him Joker. They just call him Jay. I'm like, are you serious, DC? Are you that cool. protective of your stupid property that you can't let them use the word Joker? Mr. J. Yeah. Um, okay, moving on, moving on. Uh, Galaxy's Edge opened, soft opening to a lot of people uh, who, um, a lot of people like uh, the media, I should say, media. <laughs> uh, those people. Those people. That aren't us. Uh, <laughs> that got to go to Galaxy's Edge early. And I watched some experience videos. Man, does that look like a lot of fun. But man, is that way less crowded than what it's going to be <laughs> when mm-hmm. it opens. I, I was just reading. I didn't realize there was a price tag to actually get into the area. Really? Yo, it's $129. Yeah, what? Yeah. Plus a reservation. Does yes. that, like, that's actually the does best. Does that cover anything inside it? Like, Do you get <laughs> no, free shit out of it? Yeah. <laughs> Even like just like rides. like a cool oh, paper bag or something oh, like there's my, nothing. There might be like sweet there might be child. swag. You get Wait, like no, that's not. You, you get mean, like a in addition to the park itself, the Star Wars section has an additional admission. Yes. See yes. what the fuck? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But that's but honestly, that's what that's how they're gonna fight crowds. It is you have to do it by reservation. Mm-hmm. You can't just simply walk into it like you can Hogwarts Land and, and Universal. You have to have a reservation. Now that, maybe that'll go away after oh, the it hype's will. gone. It will. But one hundred twenty nine fucking dollars. Yeah. Oh. I mean, you're, you're you. Yeah. Ooh. Take a take a big old hike. But man, it looks like a really cool. They Unless did. Disney wants us to go there for free. Then, exactly. Yeah. yeah, Bob Iger, uh, who's hit, hit a subscriber of this podcast at uh, Danger Rush on Instagram. <laughs> I mean, if at you, Max Fozzie on uh, Letterboxd, Bob, just uh, don't look message. at my don't look at my Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah, don't let, yeah. <laughs> look at everything else. Oh, it's all right. Bob's is even worse than mine. I it's, like uh, the Last Jedi. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> me. Yeah, um, but it looks like a really cool, uh, really cool experience, though. Uh, something that yeah, I I wasn't sure how I was gonna feel about it. Did you see the Coke bottles and yeah, the Sprite bottles yeah, that they did? Yeah, I'm like. 
that's actually pretty cool. They're like spherical. Yeah, can and things. they changed the logo. It's got to the be... arabesque writing yep. for it. Yep. And I'm like, that actually looks really, really cool. That's gonna be that. the best twelve dollar eight ounce bottle of Coca Cola I've ever $12? purchased. Oh, it's probably gonna be a lot. Twenty five. That's I'm actually kidding, too. Was, you, no, no, you might be. Facts. No, you might be right though. It might oh be that God. much, but it's gonna be expensive. I saw someone taste the. Uh, they tasted the milk there. They had blue and green milk stations. Yeah, I heard the milk was cool. The milk was cool, but it was. I was like hoping for something like vanilla and frothy. What's and, it supposed to taste like? Well, it's. I did that in my head canon. I was thinking blue milk would taste like kind of. Vin, like I have a little hints of vanilla. And and just be this kind of sweeter type pictured of milk. Kind of fruity. You pictured it kind of fruity. Yeah. Well, you're going to be happy with Galaxy's Edge. Blueberry. It, it's it's no. It's watermelon, coconut, pineapple, uh, and a little bit of strawberry. It's okay. kind of like a fruit smoothie flavored milk. I don't know about the green, but that's what the blue is supposed to taste like. Okay. And they did. It's not like a milkshake texture, and it's not like milk. It's. I was about to say if it's like milk. Oh, yeah. That sounds fucking gross. Ooh, what about a hot, <laughs> nothing like a nice tall glass of milk on a milk. hot summer day? No, but it's, it's refreshing, really. It's, it's <laughs> your eyes. <laughs> you said that. Your eyes. It's like it's 125 degrees on this hot blacktop. How about a nice tall glass of fucking fruit milk? <laughs> it's, I am sweating my balls uh, off. I could, I'm, just, I'm imagining kids puking on the Millennium Falcon ride. It's like cl- that'd be hilarious. You're just vomiting all over the control station. Oh man. Um, also, I heard underwhelming things about Millennium Falcon ride. They say it's fun. Me too. They say it's fun, but it really depends on which role you get in the Millennium Falcon. Like, there's five roles for that you get, yeah. and you have to, you know, give those up to individual people. And apparently, some of the roles aren't very fun. Push but, this button, Jim. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But from what they say, uh, for 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 anything else, but I mean, being able to sit inside the exactly of the Falcon, like that's exactly that's sweet. exactly what they said. If for anything else. It's very cool to be inside the freaking Millennium Falcon because that's like that is set quality prop. Yeah, is what you are literally going on board. What would be used in a movie? Um, so they said, if for anything else, it's very cool to be just on the Millennium Falcon and experience that. And I'm sure they give you a picture opportunity in the cockpit and everything like I that. I assume so. that's probably part of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that that sounded that sounded cool. Here's but, a picture for eighty dollars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, oh wow, what a great camera. picture! It's like we just waited in line for six hours. I hope that's free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could stick this up your ass. <laughs> it's like all right. Um, but uh, something else, the lightsaber building thing. That's gonna be something. I have to participate in. I don't even what care how much like it's going to cost. Sure. Those actually are no, reasonably priced. They're reasonably priced. Uh, so you can you can buy, from what I've heard and what they said at the uh, Star Wars Celebration, you can buy lightsabers from two shops. Uh, one of them is like a junk shop, and you can go and buy, what do they call them, like legendary sabers, and they come in these cool metallic, like, cool metallic cases yeah they look pretty legit yeah and they're and they're gonna have like legendary lightsabers like mace windus yoda's luke's green and blue lightsaber darth vader's and you can buy the hilt and then you can buy the uh the actual saber attachment which they also said these swords were built for combat so you literally will be able to duel with them with your friends out in the front front lawn um 
as adults do. As adults. Uh, I'm thinking about taking mine on my lunch breaks at work and just doing it in the company parking lot. Um, Can you know this little patch of grass over here? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. There dude, you go. I already have mine. Yeah, dude. Yours is badass. I designed myself. I have the speaker fucking blasting from my window up here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dual, Dual of face. Face, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Stick it out the speaker out the window. Oh my god! That reminds me of that. For for some reason, that just reminded me of the star the horrible thing that happened to that kid. uh, His video leaking on YouTube, the Star Wars kid. Oh Oh, wow! Remember that? And remember, I feel twenty years younger. I know. Yeah. Remember Tony Hawk's Underground Two? Was he in that? Yeah. You you could you could discover him. Tony Hawk's Underground Two, and and what was it? I think it was in Boston. You could ramp up, ramping up something. You could ramp up over like a museum, and you could break through a window, and this the dancing Star Wars kid is in there twirling his stick around. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why that made me. That just reminded me of that. But yeah. Um. So, but then the other way you can get a lightsaber is you build your own, and it seems like which you should do, which you should do. And they give you like six classes to choose from in terms of the saber type, and then they give you a bunch of they literally drop like a bunch of pieces in front of you, from what I hear, and you pick the pieces you like most and assemble your saber, and it has heft to it, like it is a yeah. actual nice saber hilt, and then you can customize the color. Uh, by you get your own little kyber crystal and you can put in your own color kyber crystal and um, I believe you can actually make it change to whatever color you want and then you can get your saber blade and they have these really cool like um sheaths that you can put your saber in to have the if you get the blade attachment and you can have it on your back in the park as you walk around. <laughs> That's not how lightsabers work. It's not. It's not. I wish they uh, discovered that how to retract that into the the hilt itself. But yeah, that I'm I'm gonna. That's gonna be the thing I'm gonna have to buy. But uh, from a lot of the things they had on display at Star Wars Celebration, there is a lot of cool merch that they're gonna be putting out. That's uh, that's gonna be oh, a the lot Funko of Pops on the Funkos. Man, there's gonna be exclusive park Funkos there. They already Shit. they already announced one. It's a server droid, I believe. It's literally gonna be one of the droids who goes around the restaurant, and you get there's an exclusive Funko Pop for him at the stores there. I'm like, yeah, neat, neat, <laughs> gonna need it. Hey guys, check out this sweet servo droid. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that? Oh yeah, my favorite it's character. A Star Wars <laughs> celebration. It's a Star Wars park exclusive. Jealous. <laughs> Pretty big deal. <laughs> I thought I told you to please stop coming up to us at lunch. <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, so they commemorated it tonight, uh, or was it? It was last night. They had Mark Hamill. Uh, they had Harrison Ford. They had George Lucas. They had um, Billy Dee Williams and Bob Iger all up on stage to commemorate the uh, opening of the park. And I thought it, it, it officially opens tomorrow, right? Thirty first. I, I think so. Yeah, like, um, I can imagine it's a Friday. Yeah. Um, and Harrison did a cool little tribute to Peter Mayhew. Uh, he said, Peter, this one's for you. And he banged twice on the Millennium Falcon and it lit up. Um, oh. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, Mayhew banged on the Falcon? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Man, they, they were out in the open about all that. Man, I wish I could do a Wookiee grumble right Peter, now. Peter, this one's for you. You know, he banged twice on this Falcon. He <laughs> In the Baca suit and all. Um, <laughs> Whatever I mean. uh, 
God. Uh, but I have a, you know, in all seriousness, we we haven't had a forced vision in a while. And on that horrible note, I want to commend. I want to. I really want to pay my respects to Peter Mie- Me- uh, Peter Mayhew. Um, the man is a Star Wars legend. Peter Mayhew rest. <laughs> Mayhew rest in peace. You know, the thing is, too, is a lot of people think, oh, he's just putting on a suit. He's not really acting. He's just being in this Chewbacca suit walking around. And that's really not the case. Peter was um, incre- uh, incredibly gifted and equipped to play this role. Not only was he, you know, a very large man to be Chewbacca, to be Chewbacca the amount of emotion he was able to convey in the character of Chewbacca, he created that who Chewbacca was. And uh, you get the seriousness of Chewbacca and you get the, the like, you know, the friendly side and the funny side. He was able to convey all of those things all behind a mask and he did it so well. Uh, so it's Peter is much more than just a guy in a suit. He was a very talented actor, a beloved member of the Star Wars family and fandom because he was a fan himself. He was always would come on Reddit often. Yeah, he did Sony Reddit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just to talk. Yeah, he was cool. Just to talk with people. And uh, he he truly, truly will be missed. Peter Mayhew, uh, may he rest in peace. I have a very funny story too about what? Did you want to say, did you have a bit you want to say? May he rest in peace. May he rest in peace. May he rest in peace. Oh, may he rest Can in I peace. Can I get my joke? I guess did you do that it? already? Jordan said that. <laughs> oh shit! Sorry. Jordan said it. God, damn it Tanner. <clears throat> Whoops. But I do I'll have cut a... mine out just so you can. Have no, it. no. Just I have a... cut me out. I have a funny story about episode. Peter. I'm, I'm really, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm really, I'm really mad though uh, that I never actually truly met him. But I was at uh, Planet Comic Con in Kansas City, my first time there in 2014, I think 2015, and Peter was there. And the line to see him actually was not that big. It was about, I don't know, eight, ten people deep. And um, I hop in line. I'm not paying for for an autograph or a picture. I just wanted to go up and say hey because I I just didn't pay anyone there for any of that stuff because it was ridiculously priced. But um, I wanted to go up and say hey, Peter, and just say thank you for everything he's done. Um, And I'm waiting in line, and I look up from my phone. And Peter is staring directly at me. Like, we locked eyes. And he was staring dead into my soul. And I thought, maybe he's not looking at me and he's looking through me. So I move over a little bit. And I look back up. And he's still looking directly at me. Just staring. Mm-hmm. And Peter is an old man. was an older man. And he was exhausted. You can tell he was exhausted. He was there all weekend. I was there on the last day. And I'm going to be honest, I was terrified. I was like, I don't know if he likes me. <laughs> For whatever reason, he has marked me in this line, and he does not like me. Because he would not do I kept looking up, and he was staring right at me the entire time. Uh-huh. And I decide, I'm like, I... This is why you're in line behind people, right? You're not just standing <laughs> at the front of the line, just sitting... <laughs> I'm like literally right like feet away from him. Yeah. No, no. I literally like I'm I'm like twelve feet away from him. I'm like the back of the line. Okay. Okay. I'm in the back of the line. Uh but but it's still like I mean it's I mean he he is sitting I mean not that far, twelve feet. I mean he is probably at the couch right there, right? Yeah. He is at the couch and I'm right here. 
and uh, I bail. And I'm like, I don't want to go up there and meet him. And just like, I, I was afraid maybe he was grouchy or he, cause I didn't really know much about Peter as a person and how he was with the fans at the time. So I bailed. And uh, it turns out Peter is like seriously one of the most kind people you could ever meet in the world. And I'm sure he was just honestly, I'm, I, I don't know why he was staring at me, but I'm sure he would have been super kind had I gone up and met him. He saw something in you, He's Max, probably like, now you'll never know what it is. He was probably like, why is that man so sweaty? <laughs> Maybe and, he uh, was going to, Crown you as the next Chewbacca, and just a much yeah. shorter you Chewbacca, just, just <laughs> inexplicably <laughs> shorter Chewbacca in the next movie in the, in the sequel trilogy. Just, <laughs> no explanation. Just I am now shorter than Han Solo. Can you, can you imagine your role? It'd probably be pivotal. It would have been. Like, look at been. Peter Dinklage. I know. I, uh, I I I really missed an opportunity there, guys. I really did. But I just wanted to get that in. Wanted to say thank you, Peter. Rest in peace. And uh, we know you're always with us. May the force be with you. Um, and lastly, on our Outer Rim report, we have new photos of The Rise of Skywalker. I'm never going to get tired of saying that that title, The Rise of Skywalker. It just gives me chills. I don't know what it means. We won't know what it means until the movie comes out. But boy, oh boy, am I excited for it. We got some new images. Um, yeah. Uh, we saw a couple things. We saw Rey and Kylo fighting on what appeared to be the Death Star in a very epic battle. It's raining and sabers are flying. Um, we saw, uh, what did we see? Oh, no, what were the other photos we saw? Luke. Yeah, well, yes, that's the main one. Those two, those are really the two I want to focus on. Kylo and Rey fighting on what appears to be the Death Star because it's some sort of mechanical metal things underneath their feet that they're fighting on and it's in a watery place which in the trailer it looked like the Death Star was submerged in water of some kind so I'm assuming that's from what that scene is from and then we saw Luke with R2-D2 with a fire going on and boys what could this mean because part of me is like okay this has to be a massive spoiler right so this can't be anything like really that big but also i'm like i'm I'm trying to think what that could be and i i honestly i am baffled is it a force ghost luke is it a resurrected luke is it a flashback those are like the three options right well it can't be a force ghost luke because he's wearing a glove so unless he just really likes to wear his glove over that hand even though he doesn't have a robot hand anymore yeah uh, it, it shouldn't it shouldn't be a force ghost. Also, he doesn't look blue at all. There's no like transparency to him. So I don't think it could be a force ghost. Maybe he it, figured out the high def setting. On, uh, <laughs> maybe he did. On force he, he's he's outputting yeah. at 4K now. Is what he's doing. Uh, it's not the 320p that like you know <laughs> Ben Kenobi was doing. Um, is it a flashback, Luke? Well, Luke has been on that island for years without contact with anyone. So why would Luke be looking like he did in The Force Awakens when we see him and he's probably looked like for for, you know, the entire time he's been on that rock, what would the flashback be going to? I just, I just, I would look back to the school. But it could, but but it couldn't be because remember on the night that happened in The Last Jedi, Luke has shorter hair, oh, he has a short beard, and he's wearing completely different clothes. Oh, or no, right. he's wearing the same clothes, but he has shorter hair and a shorter beard. Maybe so, it's uh, Overlook. I'm... Yeah, maybe <laughs> just it's just a massive, massive overlook. So it, can't be, it couldn't be a flashback to the school, and unless it's a flashback to the island, which that can't be true either, because why is R2 with him? If it's a flashback to the island, why would R2 be there? Yeah. So 
I don't know what that could be. The third option is, is it a resurrected Luke? He doesn't look, he doesn't look transparent. He has no Force Ghost quality about him. He's standing next to R2-D2. He has his glove on. And he looks like he did at the end of, of the freaking The Last Jedi. So I, I am honestly, all three of those options. But the third one, like, are they really going to bring back Luke? Are they really going to bring him back to life after The Last Jedi killed him off? Maybe raise in search for all the Dragon Balls. And that's, mm, <laughs> we can only hope. Nice. We can only hope that's what, what happened. But uh, I, Tanner, what do you think? What do you guys uh, think? I, I'm so, I'm seriously Like my Dragon Ball so theory, confused. I'm sticking with it. I, I, the crossover, crossover. The crossover could happen. Finds Goku. He runs on the, the freaking... Yeah, don't worry about it. I don't know where I was going. I'm trying to think of the word, but no, I lost it. You know, man, my instinct was that um, Force Ghost, but it just does not have the post-production like ghost effects going on with him. He also has a glove on his hand, right? And and no one else came back with any of the robotic bits. Darth Vader came back. He didn't need. Could hit. have been photoshopped on. Could have been. I don't know. I don't know. I man. Don't know. It is I'm, the most baffling you know, single I mean, image I've ever seen. Honestly, it's the most baffling thing I've ever seen. It was and just a picture, right? Who knows? It's just a picture. I mean, it could be. Could be. It anything. could be a Force ghost, and they just left those elements out of it right. to get the hype up. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I just, but I, I don't, I don't think they would have left the glove on if he was a Force ghost. I just don't feel like that could be it. Because that just doesn't that just doesn't make sense. Darth Vader, Anakin, you know, comes back as a Force ghost in two ways. You know, in the original, it comes back as the actor who actually was the guy who, when when they took off his helmet in Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. the actual actor comes back as an older Anakin, completely healed up and good to go. Um, but then they obviously replaced it with a younger Anakin, but he's completely healed up and good to go. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. It is very, very confusing. Can't can't be a flashback. Why would R2 be there? Can't be, and he looks exactly like he did at the end of Last Jedi and the beginning of For- at the end of Force Awakens. Could it really be a Force Ghost when he's wearing a glove and he has no Force Ghost properties about him? Are they really going to resurrect Luke? Like, could they really be doing that? I don't think they would. I don't think they would either. Like, I don't think they, I absolutely do not think that's on the table. I would love to see something like that. I just think, sure, but I absolutely resurrect him for him not, because they're not going to probably go on with him in future movies. No, they wouldn't. Um, Probably not. They wouldn't bring him back to kill him off again either. Yeah, they wouldn't do that. The only thing I could, I mean, this is something I always wished for, uh, but I understand why people didn't want this to happen. Of course, uh, a lot of this series has been about, you know, moving on to the the newer generation. I always loved the idea of, you know, Rey going as Luke's official apprentice and then them starting up the Jedi Academy again and... Luke dies off screen at some point and Rey goes on to be this Jedi master who runs her own temple or something. But I don't, th- I just don't think they're going to, I don't think they're going to undo lot. the biggest point of, of Ryan's movie. Yeah. I don't think they'll do that, but yeah. you never know. I got to blow my nose real quick. You can keep talking. Yeah. I, 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 I can't imagine it's a resurrection. Would it be cool? Yeah, but I can't imagine that. I kind of stick with my it's a force ghost kind of thing. Just so, leaving the aspects of the force ghost, like the properties they typically use out, just for that still. There's a rumored... 
picked up. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This is this is going to be bullshit, but I'm going to say it anyways. It, I, I want the Dragon Ball theory. Dude. Um, so there's rumors <laughs> that like uh, Palpatine um, possesses someone's body and they fight that possessed person and that maybe he's trying to... Who is this? Sorry? Palpatine. Yeah. And that maybe he's his ultimate goal is to take Kylo Ren's body. And hold on, because we have we have something on that next. But, but go ahead. We'll flip it, reverse it. They prevent that, but Luke Skywalker possesses Kylo Ren's body, mm. and then lives on inside Kylo. Ren. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow. You know, here's the yeah. thing: is that JJ said JJ said that he approached this movie completely differently. Uh, to Ryan's credit, apparently JJ said, you know the way Ryan approached eight inspired him to how he was going to approach nine from a gutter. He said like, it's come from a guttural instinct and rather from like, this is what the story should come from. He like, so he's going in directions that he feels is right in his gut to go with. So I'm excited to see what that is. Cause I think, I think above all else that we're going to see in this movie, we're going to see chances be taken. Cause I think if there's one criticism, but that, star Wars fans don't like chances. They don't, they don't, <laughs> they don't. They do not, and it could blow up in their faces. I don't think it will. But there's, a, I think, I think there's one thing that <laughs> people criticize JJ for the most, and that was like the familiarity that the Force Awakens was, and that he, that people felt like he didn't take enough chances with it. Yeah. And he's commented on that, so I think he's like, fine, let's go for it, man. Let's do this, and let's let's get real Star Wars with it. Let's get real deep in the in the mud with this Star Wars, um, this Star Wars, like you know fandom or uh, uh, mythology and everything i'm excited i'm excited moving on to our next subject and that is transmissions from the void what transmissions from the void tanner that is what uh i called it instead of the outer rim thing i that, i brought that i said that so, uh -huh. so that's this is our speculation spoiler spoiler rumor part of the podcast where we find an enticing rumor that we want to discuss and we uh talk about it now this might be a part you want to skip if you just want to try and remain completely potentially spoiler free and idea free of what could be coming up in this movie but for the most part we what really, fun is that what fun is that spoilers and, and, galore love it and and i will never not even spoilers right no, exactly and i will never discuss something on this podcast that I truly feel like could actually come through for your benefit. I think that everything here wouldn't be spoiler talk or anything. It's just literally speculation any fan would come up with. So I found I find enticing speculation, and I bring it up. I, and I will try very hard uh, to always do just that and not bring you something that legitimately could be a spoiler. I'll never do that. So um, a couple things. Uh, and this one, honestly, I completely forgot why I put it on the list because I did this two weeks ago. But there's a rumor we're going to get a flashback that of, of Luke crashing a Star Destroyer out of the sky with Force powers. Wow. Now there's this is actually cool. this is actually canon that this actually that this happened, and apparently the Star Destroyer that Ray sees on Jakku could be the one that Luke crashed himself. This is the the canon is it, it's um it's a book called like Legends of Luke Skywalker or something and it's exclusively a book from the point of view of people who have seen Luke in action and this is from a group of Empire soldiers 
who escaped the Death Star, or escaped the Star Destroyer that Luke brought down. And what they say happened is they that Luke came on the bridge as a hologram and told them to, like, <clears throat> this is their last chance to surrender or something, and that he basically ripped the Star Destroyer out of the sky and they cra- and he crashed it into the ground because they weren't you know, going to turn around or stop what they're, they were doing. And these soldiers who saw it firsthand tell this legend of Luke Skywalker. Now, the doors open, was that just them fantasizing that that's what happened or did it actually happen? Uh, I believe the whole point of it is that it did. What if Luke's is in cahoots with someone on the Star Destroyer? <clears throat> Watch my paws! Some guy's back there. Yeah, some guy is back there just cutting wires. Like I don't, fuck, I don't know what's gonna take. Just, just cut them all, man. Cut them all. How the hell am I gonna get off this? I don't care. This is about me looking badass, man. This is gonna look awesome in the I would, movie. I would find that fucking hilarious. That would be funny. <laughs> that would be funny. Uh, but yeah, there's a rumor of that I honestly, I just wanted to point that out. I thought it was kind of a cool idea, but I. You know, a lot of people might think that's kind of too much macho Luke action type of thing. That uh, not if I, our theory is correct. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a person cutting wires, man. Um, the second rumor and speculation I saw is Matt Smith, uh, famously known for playing Doctor Who. Who? Uh huh. Played. Uh, is is apparently in this movie. He was asked if he was in the movie. He said, "As far as I know, I'm not in it." So he is just kind of. People think he's just kind of, you know, stringing us along. The rumor is Matt Smith is one of the Knights of Ren, and he is possessed by Palpatine. His body has been possessed by Palpatine, and uh, Matt Smith is going to be. You know, basically, Palpatine Pal- resurrected inside him, and we're going to see a big final fight with uh, him as that uh, character. I think that's very enticing. I don't believe for one moment that Matt Smith is not in this movie. Variety reported it, and it went they went zero dark 30 on it after that. There was no news about Matt Smith. Variety reported it. Boom, it's out the window. No one talks about it at all. No one comments on it from Disney. No one brings it up. Very interesting, very interesting that um, and I think someone asked a, a Lucasfilm head or something like, "Hey, is Matt Smith in the movie?" And they didn't say yes, and they didn't say no. Yeah. So they're they're like, like wait and see what's in the movie, and they're like, "That's interesting." Yeah. Either um, either he does have a, a big role, plot wise. Mm-hmm like the rumors suggest, and they're just trying to keep everything as hush-hush as possible after some bit maybe too much information got out initially. Or he had a more minor kind of cameo that just got cut. Now it left on the cutting room. As production went on. That's happened so many times through these Star Wars movies too. It's like we we think that it's going to be some big character, and it's like, no, I literally was... Just cast in the movie, and they decided. To Tim's still coming out. over. Probably not. Yeah, I think he's gone. Probably <laughs> not. He's probably a few beers deep at this point, and he ain't coming. He ain't coming over. That boy. That boy drunk. Yeah, Tim. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm interested in this. I think that's a very uh, again, Palpatine possessing someone with his spirit. Uh, that, I love it because it's it's something that I wanted to see. I wanted to see people take more risks with 
Star Wars and get deep into this mythology. We're in a universe where there's aliens and giant spaceships and uh, mythical air powers and all this stuff. So let's get freaky with it. Let's let's uh, you know grow some balls and and take a swing at something that's really out there. That's yeah. that that is just way out there and go for it. And it sounds like they it sounds like all signs are pointing to them doing something with this. Um, so I'm excited about that. Uh, I think to me, honestly, if you ask me, I think I think there has to be something involving Luke in this. That I don't think he's going to be in the movie that much, but I would be very surprised if there's not some sort of Luke confrontation with this Palpatine character. I would be very surprised if there's not something like that. Yeah, um, it could be them like meeting up back at the school. Yeah, that could be the frame. Yeah, with him and. <sighs> I mean, maybe Luke could be alive. Also, something I should point out, guys, going back to that that image of Luke Skywalker, there's something, there's a comment that's been going around, right? Hey, where, why is R2 getting the shaft in this entire series? Where has R2 been? Why wasn't R2 in the trailer? All the other droids are in the trailer. Where the hell's R2 at? R2 is in that picture next to Luke Skywalker. I wonder why that is. I wonder why R2 is in that picture of Luke Skywalker and he wasn't in the trailer. I'm going to say... He has some very important business to be doing, and he needs to be near Luke. So you wonder, you wonder how this is possible. When's the last time we saw R2? He was There's in The Last I, Jedi. Huh? He was in The Last Jedi. Yeah, the opening scene. And then he... Uh, he was he was on the ship. He did the hologram of Leia. He's like, uh, he plays he plays Leia's message to try and get Luke to come back. Do, do we see mm. him on the Falcon when Chewie and Rey leave? You know, I don't know. I'm sure. Actually, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. I didn't even think about that's that. That's a good point. That's a good point. But I'm telling you, that's very interesting. You know, R2 hasn't been in this trailer and stuff like that. And they haven't been talking about R2 very much. I think he has a very important part to play in this next movie. Because I think, uh, they, like J.J. set out to do, I want to recap all nine movies. I want to end this saga in a very fulfilling way. And you can't do that without having R2 be a player in this. Yeah. 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 Isn't it, isn't that kind of interesting? Yeah. It's a little interesting, right? Are they in post on that right now? Comes out in December, right? Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. I just find, but the most most important thing out of all this that just like kind of crushes all my hopes and dreams for what that Luke Skywalker image could be, that just seems like it's a huge freaking spoiler. If it's like in any way, shape, or form, if it's anything other than him just being a force ghost, you'd feel like it's some sort of spoiler, but he's wearing a glove. So why is he wearing a glove if he's a force ghost? I don't know, man. It's Maybe his hands get cold in the in the uh, heavens. It's a promotional photo at the end no. of the day. Like, who knows? By the way, right now. people are saying that like, oh, these are set photos. They aren't set photos. Like a lot of those are actual edited yeah. clips from the movie that Luke Skywalker shot was. And that rain, uh, Kylo shot was too. So, um, yeah, guys, that's going to be our uh, segment. Uh, what are the transmissions from the void? Quick little thing there. Just wanted to touch on those little, uh, little specul speculative speculative bits of info that I saw that I thought you guys would like to hear about and theorize with your friends around the water cooler. And moving on to the big event of the day, that is today's Force Vision. And today's Force Vision. The main event, and that's the main event segment. I'm, say, I'm very proud of this. We're doing a Force Vision, but I'm like, why would we call the podcast Force Vision? Oh, because we have a Force Vision at the end of the episode where we talk about a big thing coming up in Star Wars. And that Force Vision is 
Disney has announced three new Star Wars movies coming out starting in 20... 2021, 2022, 20... and 2023, I think. They have a two-year two hiatus. Yeah, so 2021, three, and five, I think. One, three, and five. Oh, yeah, because there's a year in between. Um, Any idea what you think those could... Oh, actually, I mean, that's... It's Benioff, be garbage. it's Benioff and Weiss's. It's D and D's. It's D and D's Star Wars We're trilogy. Actually, that's confirmed because that's what Bob Iger said was next. So, well, that's what they are. The what is it going to cover, though? Recent wild rumors is that apparently uh, there's a Knights of the Old Republic related yeah. work. Yep, possibly in the works. And uh, but what's bumming me out about that is they could be the Benioff and Weiss movies. Well, they've been throwing around the adaptation word of the Knights of the Old Republic and I'm like please do not make a movie based off the story of Knights of the Old Republic the video game use the characters from it but build the universe out in a different way like I don't want to have the same if we get told the same story that was told in the video game what's the point of the movie the video game did a good job of it not everyone plays the video game say that about any adaptation of anything yeah. yeah you could but like I want but to me if you the the whole point of the but the one I'm trying to say is that the whole point of the Knights of the Old Republic was this vast idea of like these this massive amounts of Jedi and Sith and this huge storyline and I feel like if we just at uh, do an adaptation of something we've already had in a video game form, but not everyone's had it. I've never played. <laughs> that's that's so I know nothing. I mean, really, Nothing. just that's fair. But like the biggest, the biggest a movie around Darth Revan is all, all yeah. you need. I just want, I, I just want you to take the characters from that and do an old Republic universe series with new characters. You can have Revan as a villain or as a hero, um, and all that stuff. That's fine. You can use those characters. I just want a new story because I, I want this grand epic story, and I don't want to have it feel like it's we have this crazy old Republic, but we have kind of a small contained story i wanted just this lord of the Rings style multiple characters all over the place type of sprawling adventure is how i envisioned it and that's what i was hoping for it might not be what everyone else is but that's that's kind of what i'm i'm hoping for hmm. keanu reeves for reven <laughs> that's that's did i tell you my buddy got me on that for april fools I yeah, that. he texted me in all caps. Keanu yeah. Reeves or Darth Rev officially cast as Darth Revan, and I, I think you put an Insta post on it or something. Dude, I flipped shit. Yeah, I did. I did post about it. Dude, I flipped, and uh, yeah, that turned out to be not not real. So I think, I mean, it definitely is the D and D series. That's for sure. God, it's gonna suck. What's it, what is it going to be about though? I don't know. That's that's something I'm. I loved you guys, but you don't know how to close out a show. I'm actually. The, <laughs> I'm actually nervous about the thing I'm most nervous about is uh, what is it? Who's the guy with the who's the guy with the earring? Which one is David and which one's Benny? I don't know. They're the one and the same. Yeah. Benioff, Benioff, and and Wise. David Benioff and DB Wise or something. DB Wise. Like Wise is the bald guy. Wise is not um, has not uh, written a movie before. He's only written for Game of Thrones. And David uh, is written Troy. Uh, he wrote X Men Origins Wolverine. Mm. <laughs> That's uh, such a list. I'm really um, looking forward to these movies. He wrote. Um, he wrote one other thing that was okay, 
and then he wrote he wrote Game of Thrones. Um, yeah, he's also written a few novels that were well received. Yeah, I mean, and everyone has stinkers on their resume. There's not a single filmmaker out there who has. Well, there might be some who don't like who've made like ten films who are just all time greats. But like most modern filmmakers have, you know, several freaking terrible things on their resume so i don't i don't really judge them too hard on that but they don't have much experience with making a big movie like that so i'm curious i'm nervous what, what that will be um are, are you kind of are you kind of bothered that they're only having like right now it looks like they might only be doing three movies in five years i, I think that need, i think they need to pump the brakes a bit i i mean i you got, you're gonna have tv shows that are gonna fill the gaps yeah, I mean, I like that idea. You're I just oversaturate the Star Wars. Movie yeah, if you do uh, yearly, yeah. I don't know if they do it well. I mean, if ever if the movies are good, I really don't. I could care less about how much content they put out there. That should be the focus. I just think, I think they just this is the biggest overreaction to Solo's performance in the history of the world. You, they promoted it like one month before the movie came out. They put it out five months after a massive tentpole film in the Last Jedi. It's just like come on like you guys didn't promote it you didn't market it very well it's only it's not even five months outside of the last star wars movie and you know obviously that movie was a little divisive so some fans may not have even wanted to go see a star wars movie they should have put it in christmas and it wouldn't none of that even would have mattered put it in christmas people are going to go see a star wars movie in christmas and it's going to make a lot of money i i just was so they they get one result that's somewhat off I refuse. I, I just refuse to believe that Ant-Man has more clout than Han Solo. It just makes no sense. It just makes no sense that Ant-Man can go out there and make more money than Han Solo. So I that's they they shot themselves in the foot and it's nothing to do with the movie itself. So it frustrates me that I feel like they're like, "Oh, we got to really 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 slow down now because this one movie didn't do as well as we wanted it to mostly by our own." Say that, was, that was the main reason for slowing it down. Well, uh, I find I have it, a hard time believing that one movie is going to come and slow down. You would, uh, you would think I, Star Wars you, content. You would think I would just find it very hard. I, I just find it to be a massive coincidence if they decided to start talking about pumping the brakes after their first, the first Star Wars movie that didn't do well happened. Yeah. Like all these comments started coming after Solo underperformed. I just find that to be a little bit of a coincidence if it, if it isn't somehow linked the pumping of the brakes of the star wars universe and this han solo kind of debacle no. um tanner are you wanting are you wanting it to be the old republic or are you wanting it to be something completely different for these next three movies uh i'd like the old republic i think i think that's what i want to yeah. i think that's what the fans are calling for i think that makes the most sense Take it back in time. Let's go 4,000 years in the past. Let's see some huge Jedi temples. I want to see some Coruscant. Coruscant is such an underutilized planet in this freaking series. I love Coruscant. As a matter of fact, I want to see some noir-style bounty hunter movies set in Coruscant that's like 100% at night. Neon lights, huge city. That's just atmospheric yeah. right there. That'd I want to cool. see I want to see something like that, but I don't know if we'll ever get anything like that. Um, so that's today's Force Vision. Uh, talking about those next three Star Wars movies coming out, and uh, yeah, very excited, very excited about those. And of course, I'm button seat, button seats, no matter what, whatever it be. I can't get enough of Star Wars. And finally, to round out today's episode, if you guys didn't know, if you go download the Anchor app for us and you go to the Cinemastic page. 
on Anchor, you can leave us a one-minute voice message, leaving us a question, you know, uh, a remark, something you want us to cover, talk about your experience of Star Wars or on our Cinemaxic podcast, just bring up anything about movies. You know, you can leave us a voice message, and it's great. So we got a voice message. We got a voice message, and it is from um, our buddy Hunter. And uh, Hunter uh, asks... Hey guys, my question is, if you could ask any character in Star Wars one question, who would you ask and what would you ask them? Okay, and that's a very good question. That's a, that's a tough one, because I'm trying to think. Um, hmm. Let me think. I would ask... I just want to sit down with the sand person who murdered Shmi and just ask him why. Why? <laughs> yeah. I mean, why'd you have to do that, man? She wasn't murdered. Why what was your what was your problem? No. You know what I would have asked? I would have asked Qui-Gon Jen. Hey, no, no. There's one. <laughs> I want to ask Qui-Gon Jen. No, that's not what I want to ask either. Tanner, do you have a do you, I'm I'm thinking of I'm trying to think. Who would I what would I ask? I I would ask Mace Window Mace Window Mace Window. <laughs> That's how he died. I would ask Mace Window if if I uh, could be granted the the rank of master, <laughs> and, and a seat on the council. And a seat on the council. If hey, if what you've told me is true, you'll have earned my trust. Mm. Um, I uh, okay. You know what? I would have asked. Okay, I would have asked Yoda. A question, and the question would have been like, "Hey, you've lived nine hundred years. Well, <laughs> what's it like to be with a <laughs> what the fuck? What's it like to be how with another weeks, one of you? <laughs> how many weeks have you had to think about this? Yeah, Come too on, many, Max. too many. Uh, I would have asked Yoda, "What is your favorite memory from being a Jedi for all these years? What is your favorite memory, your favorite moment mm. of being a Jedi?" And uh, he would have said that one time in Coruscant, a couple Twi'leks, a little too much, death sticks. The rest is history. <laughs> God. But no, that's what I would because he's been alive for so long, man. I would I would have loved to hear hear his most you know, his most epic story that he would have to set tell me. Cause I'm sure the guy has a whole catalog of them. Um and uh, that would be the coolest thing, I think. That's what I would ask. Yoda, what is your favorite memory of being a Jedi? And, uh, you know, who who knows? Who knows? So that's our fan question of the week. You guys can, again, do that. Download the Anchor app. Leave us a voice message. We'd love to patch you in, and uh, you'll re- be a part of the podcast. Get uh, get a, get your get your piece in there. It's pretty cool, um, and we very much enjoy them. That was actually a really great question, Hunter. I appreciate you sending that in. Yeah. That was a, that was a fun question. Uh, definitely lightens things up here we're a bunch of serious men mm. recording a serious podcast so we need we need something to lighten up the atmosphere and that definitely does it um mm-hmm. i think that's gonna wrap up this uh, this episode of force vision i tell you what boys i feel like that was great i was just i love that yeah, it, I feel, it feels good to be back in the stew mm-hmm. back in the stew back with jordan back with tanner Tanner, you have anything you want to say to the people before we sign off? No. All right. So that's Tanner at Danger Rush on uh, Letterboxd and Instagram. You can follow me, your host, Max Fozzy, at at uh, Instagram. <laughs> I can, I'm rusty. 
and Instagram, Max Fozzie, Letterboxd, Max Fozzie. And uh, Tim should be back next week. We're going to do another episode of Cinemaxtic. And we got a couple other things coming your way, I'm sure. Thank you guys so much for listening, as always. You can get a hold of us and follow us at Cinemaxtic Pod on Instagram, at Cinemaxtic on Twitter. And uh, we'd love to uh, have your follow. We do follow back. We do follow back. We will we will batch like your photos on Instagram, up your profile. We will do that. That's not that's not a problem. Just uh, send us a message. We'll do anything for and you. And ten bucks. And ten bucks. <laughs> we're, we're selling services now. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great week, and we will see you next time on Force Vision. Bye. May the force Bye. be with you. Yeah.